Founded in 2007, Draga and Alrel is a multidisciplinary studio working at the intersection of art, furniture, and collectible design from the Italian city of Como. Its namesake founders joined Susie and Edda on the line from their studio for a conversation about how they met, their influences, and running both a creative practice and life together. This is the Design Dialogues. start at the very beginning. Aurel, I believe you were born in Germany and Draga, you were born in Serbia. Um, I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit about your childhoods and perhaps what they were like and how you think those beginnings um, you know, may have influenced your careers and your outlook on the world. Going so far back to the childhood and reconnecting to an artistic influence uh, is a little bit difficult for me. I could uh, just invent something or interpret <laughs> something, but being such an honest person, this is uh, one of the German problems. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I have problems inventing things. So I'm, I'm very realistic, although I'm artistic. So um, the only thing that comes into my mind um, Immediately is that I've done an international school. It was between English and American education. And definitely the international influences uh, were very strong. So I, I started to bond with very different nationalities and um, the international feeling I really um, experienced uh, at the early child on where i then had an opportunity to travel in the last years we i was in the school band <laughs> and when i had a chance to go and see milan and rome for playing in the schools um, i really decided at that moment i was only 17 that I would be staying in Italy one day, and it happened four years after, I guess. That's a very definitive moment then. And what about you, Draga? Oh, yes. Uh, Aurel, he is like uh, full of uh, uh, international uh, um, uh, influences in uh, Germany, like in the 70s, and I was in Yugoslavia there then, a socialist uh, country, so very, very indoctrinated uh, and uh, uh, really I think uh, uh, I, I haven't met a foreign uh, uh, person and, until like uh, the age of uh, maybe 13. That was like when we were traveling to Greece uh, and uh, for our summer. So it is like completely, uh, my background is completely different. And uh, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I uh, at the age of 18, uh, like I was um, 
I had this uh, uh, insight uh, of, uh, oh, there is something that is not true here. It's not like they are, you know, the story is not uh, as I'm hearing or the, as I was taught. There is more about the world. Mm. Uh, I, I traveled, uh, I did my interrail uh, trip around the Europe at the age of 17 exactly. Mm. And after that uh, travel, just my uh, life changed forever. So at that, uh, I just saw... Uh, I mean, I visited every museum in every country from, uh, you know, Uffizi to Prado, National Gallery, Louvre. It was really for me to see all this beauty and all this uh, culture. And uh, really, I was so deeply influenced. I didn't even know that I, uh, at that moment... Uh, how to say there was a seed planted deep into my heart for my future uh, that was uh, about to flourish or to manifest at the age of 20 when I decided to, um, to leave Yugoslavia. Uh, it was Yugoslavia then. Mm, okay. I was, studied, uh, I was studied art academy, painting at Belgrade. And uh, I uh, decided to come in Italy, in Florence, and uh, I wanted to stay just for one year uh, because I, um, I loved the uh, atmosphere in Belgrade at that time. It was quite, uh, uh, how to say, um, uh, uh, new wave, uh, you know, very uh, rock uh, um, uh, rock uh, atmosphere, very uh, free, very rebel, mm -hmm. uh, and um, um, but then uh, just life, you know. I, I I actually meant to stay one year, and I didn't accept my recognized two years of uh, the academy I did in Belgrade, so I had to start all over again mm, okay. and I uh, also didn't tell to my parents <laughs> I actually told them that I had a scholarship but I didn't have a scholarship <laughs> because I didn't want to uh, worry them and I knew that they couldn't like you know uh, just maintain my studies in Italy it was not the thing mm. so I just uh, said okay I I had this dream and I have to make it through on my own. And uh, somehow that turned out well for me in Florence. I got, uh, in a few months, I got uh, um, a job as a, a model. And mm. I started academy. And after that, I stay in Italy for, uh, you know, for all these years, since uh, 84. And mm. 84. Mm. And so this, I mean, influences, you were asking uh, influences. Can we go back to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Please tell me. Uh, you know, because I, um, uh, I always divided influences in uh, like two a kind. Then maybe there are more, there are hundreds of, but basically I divide in one that like we are 
consciously looking for because you know we like something and then we go in that direction like i like art or i like fashion and so i just browse uh, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it was uh, newspapers or it was uh, um, now it is uh, you know web or or instagram or whatever but then there are also some in, uh, influences that are deep down that we are not conscious and we just uh, maybe after we have done something uh, uh, and thinking back we can recognize how deeply we were affected by uh, you know, the environment and also the, the type of uh, the education or, or the culture we, uh, we were living through. Mm. So, like, uh, uh, you know, in a Transparency Matters collection, we do very much uh, with concrete. Mm. And uh, concrete, uh, I just realized... Uh, you know, I was hating that material because I was like living in these concrete uh, buildings, uh, you know, uh, sky uh, scrapers, you mm. know, and uh, it was something when I came in Italy uh, or in other countries, I just like, ah, you know, this beautiful, uh, um, uh, you know, old houses, uh, 1800 or something like that. And how ugly are these uh, brutalist uh, uh, architecture? And then it turns out that this brutalist uh, has some strength and tells the story. And after, you know, this... Uh, uh, the, 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 the aesthetic, this kind of thing, plus time makes some, some, some story and has the expressiveness that uh, turn out being a very key, uh, key material for our collection. Mm, that's so interesting. And it seems like the two of you from very early on were quite curious about the world and wanting to travel and somehow both made it to Italy. When and where did you meet along the way? We had a very similar, actually uh, uh, equal path uh, concerning Florence because we both ended up in Florence uh, studying uh, even for a year at the same time, but the destiny was not ready to meet uh, at the Academy of Florence. And after four years, I thought it was a little bit provincial. So I, I had the idea only that going to finish the academy in Milan, I would be more into an international world, but it was not happening in the end because living in Como, it's far to Milan. And well, anyway, uh, so we actually met in Como. Ah, okay. Interesting. Because uh, it's like, funny. That, sorry, it's I funny would... that our de destiny was not ready for us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we were not ready for the destiny. Well, actually, in destiny the, we was, were... was not ready to cope with two of us. <laughs> yes, but uh, there was uh, there were many moments when destiny seemed not to be ready because. When we had our great change in our life, which was when she, Draga, um, had her first crisis with her um, 
uh, fashion design, she just quit because she couldn't do it anymore from one moment to another. And I had a similar crisis on my field because I was doing music for many years and I had the feeling that it could be the end of the career. Maybe it's better stopping before ending on my face. So I decided also to quit my career, different I had. And then somehow we were both at the beginning of something we didn't really know. So we started to collaborate and I was not such a good collaborator. It was just <laughs> between... At least uh, now me. you can admit it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we just started this thing. I was doing upholstering, working for about four or five years. My main laboratories were garages in the code. Actually, the last one is our showroom at the moment here mm. in the center of Como. And well, yeah, we, we, we learned somehow to, to collaborate. And now, of course, you know, um, my main activity is painting as I came back to painting. Mm -hmm. um, again, and also going back to the, this, to, to the first question, my influences, um, I think I don't, I have many, many influences and I think it was, um, I was very lucky um, from two point of views. One, just by exclusion, um, I, um, I was pretty bad in all kind, in all subjects at school and I was very good in three subjects, which was sport, music, and art. So oh. it was actually very easy for me to decide. There was no hesitation. I already knew at 16, actually at 15, I started some private courses. In Germany, you call it Volkshochschule, which is the, the school of the pupils, you say, like the Volkswagen, you know, the Majolino, oh. which was created for the, yeah. for the pupils, you know, for the people. Mm -hmm. people. Uh, uh. And so uh, I, from early on, I, I loved nude drawing, which is still somehow I'm always coming, going back and forth, but very soon at the academy, I, realized that abstract was my art and the second fortune was that my father and my parents were really very much into art in general which was theater cinema and also art so i was frequenting a lot the old and new pinacotheque which is very similar to florence you could compare it to the uh, uffici's you know mm. So my influence is very broad from uh, all, all types of expressionists. That's basically my main route. Besides mm, the yeah. fact that I don't like German expressionists at all. I really, <laughs> I never liked these guys. So I'm into the American expressionist. I don't think it has anything to do that I did an American school, English school, but it's just happened. But my first love of all painters was, um, what's the name? I just wanted to write it down because uh, Draga, help me, please. 
Tapies. 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 Yeah, so that is also somehow you can relate to it because some of my paintings I really love to be um, super in this, uh, how do you say, surfaces, rough surfaces and uh, mm. little bit sculpture like. Mm. Uh, okay, so um, Aurel. Yes, I'm listening. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, listen. <laughs> so, uh, I just wanted to put a little uh, uh, history perspective. So, uh, we were studying Como, we were studying in Florence, we came in uh, Como, uh, we met each other, uh, and uh, we were first uh, like uh, partners, and then we start working together. Mm. And uh, I was a textile designer, Aurel was uh, doing the music and all sort of things. And then at a certain point, uh, uh, we start uh, this, uh, uh, our first phase uh, as uh, uh, our collaboration uh, with uh, like, um, um recycling and upcycling yeah you know? so we just I ask uh, you about that actually yeah so it was 2000 uh, like after this uh, you know midlife uh, crisis with like uh, creativity what was something was uh, really grooming inside of us uh, and it was not uh, po more possible to continue for me to be night and five girl and for Aurel to work in the night uh, and having some courses we somehow without knowing had something to 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 say more or or, or different you know so mm. um, uh, I uh, invented this uh, textile uh, and uh, painted by uh, by hand and it turned out uh, to be very very good material for upholstering so mm. we obsessively was uh, like uh, going through um, um, flea markets and buying uh, uh, chairs and then reupholstering and, and each chair was uh, different and that was really like very soon uh, like catch caught the, the attention of uh, of uh, the uh, magazines and uh, uh, people just, you know, the voice spread and people try uh, start purchasing and asking or bringing to us and it, uh, their uh, pieces to a poster. And mm. Aurel was uh, met the resin uh, during uh, his uh, uh, working in uh, like um, uh, uh, with some, uh, you know, pa pa painting the houses and stuff. Mm. And then uh, uh, it turned out that uh, the resin was very good for coating some also vintage uh, uh, tables. And that uh, it was another technique that really, um, how to say, uh, was uh, really good in uh, um, how to say, uh, transforming uh, uh, um, vintage or uh, run out uh, surfaces. Mm. And that's how we start working uh, at first in our garage and terrace. And then in 2007, we open 
uh, our studio that is still here. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think at the time when you were doing that, you were really pioneers in, you know, what we call now this upcycling kind of, I don't know if you call it a trend, but, you know, you would have been pioneers at that time. No one else would have really been doing that. You know, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what drove you to start working with these vintage pieces of furniture? And and then also let's sort of after that talk a bit about um, the resin because that's obviously such an important material for the two of you. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a bit more about that. Okay, so I will tell you about uh, our, uh, can we do it this way? I talk about what uh, drove us to upcycling and you talk about resin. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so, uh, you know, this is like, uh, um, we started uh, the, like doing these things uh, out of necessity and out of like this uh, idea of, uh, uh, you know, alchemic transformation something that is like uh, out of use uh, maybe destined to be uh, forgotten or thrown away uh, become again uh, like a, a really main piece uh, or m most most characteristic piece in your house it was just like uh, we also uh, made a kind of claim like uh, um, uh, like uh, uh, um, sono bella quando voglio it means like uh, I can be beautiful when I want to mm. you know so mm -hmm. the possibility to <laughs> it is was like thinking uh, uh, in, in, in terms of uh, almost uh, human beings uh, you know this uh, piece of furniture or, or uh, chairs, armchairs, and we just loved that idea. And then a meeting with uh, some gallerists, uh, he just like uh, bring it, uh, brought it up uh, to our conscious because we were not really conscious about like how important and uh, this idea was uh, in, in reality big one. Mm. I said, it would be really great to do everything just uh, from like uh, uh, upcycling and uh, that's how we did uh, came with the idea to do our first show in uh, Milano um, uh, that um, uh, like Fori Salone in Zona Tortona and uh, uh, we, co we called it contain yourself and everything, uh, just every single thing that we put uh, there from uh, uh, the dividers uh, to create, uh, you know, spaces or uh, uh, everything, table, chairs, was done by um, um, second hand or leftovers. Mm. And it was incredible what... Uh, uh, what we managed to 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 do there and contain yourself was like the uh, double meaning and uh, that is something I love very much to kind of uh, put the title or the names to our project and to express hmm. uh, through the name uh, our intention so contain was like uh, 
contain like uh, don't like contain yourself you know just mm. don't uh, expand too much you know and it was really 2008 i think you know and uh, the idea is why to produce if we can recover Mm. Uh, you know, we can produce just what we need to produce and what and, and recover as much as we can. And uh, we use also all these um, uh, iron leftovers uh, from uh, laser cut, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and it was uh, incredible uh, uh, scenographic uh, dividers uh, uh, that had the look of. Um, almost uh, liberty uh, uh, patterns, uh, but instead it was just the holes of something that was cut out, you know, so it was amazing. And then uh, uh, container, uh, it was our, uh, we, we did all these boxes as a containers and we were ser serving uh, uh, contents. So we were serving in these uh, plates uh, uh, like uh, words. Mm. Word with the etymology, trying to stimulate, you know, some reflection about what we were. So it was our first uh, show, mm. uh, and uh, people from L Decoration pointed out uh, L Decor, and uh, that uh, time they decided to feature us also as a couple. Mm. Uh, so doing like four hands. And uh, from that moment, it's just like uh, we got this major uh, attention and that uh, really um, helped us to um, launch us in, in the world of uh, design that we didn't even know that mm. we are eventually <laughs> designers. <laughs> That's a great and story. So what I was upholstering our was uh, coating uh, with resin. Ah. So Aurel. Mm. Over to you. Oh. Um, uh, I just, before I go to the resin, I quickly wanted to um, see it from a very simple uh, point of view, because Draga was more translating and rationalizing this whole process. But the very simple fact was that we started because we had an, uh, just a natural inclination to search at flea markets, which we really loved. It's a, actually a very German thing. Um, we love to pass hours and days and weekends on the flea markets. And the first reason we got uh, across these furnitures was actually not for work, but we um, just, um, uh, searched for furnitures for our house and that's how we actually started and so we got into this passion of looking for old furnitures and then when the time was there we already knew our markets and then we consciously started to search for these pieces okay and so during this process we came I came across uh, this old guy that was still doing resin and he um, he did this resin coating uh, for pavements. So we used this material once to uh, coat some um, uh, cloths, I say, or some for, for some project for Draga. So it was 
um, a first experiment with a bad material, very liquid, and we did it in our house in a lot of accidents and <laughs> you needed to clean for hours and days. And, and then I just started to study this material because it's not only the epoxide, which is transparent, uh, you can use it as layers or you can use it as um, as in, in pouring into stamps, so you have a bigger surface, which we are doing now. And I just learned to the basics um, to using the cement resin as well for a longer period during our first five years or something. And then we were somehow by uh, a a, um, a journal, El Decor, we once were discovered by, by Baxter and he was so overwhelmed by our uh, uniqueness, which was made of very much out of these unique pieces. And so I started doing my first tables really, uh, resin coated and the, and the big mistakes by over catalyzing and, and things burned and uh, so the mistake is, is still is one of our strong points we use it as a favorite you know experimenting um, uh, and having sometimes different results is is a plus for us mm. Well, you just mentioned Baxter. I'm really curious to know, well, firstly, how much of the work that you put out in the world is still handmade by yourselves? And then secondly, you know, you have this, it seems to be quite a multifaceted business or else you're still producing art and you have these pieces that you put out under your own name that you showed at Rosanna Orlandi this year, for example, um, in Milan. And then these collaborations with someone like Baxter, how do you balance all of those different elements, um, but also being creative and then running a business and being partners in life and in work? That's a lot of different things going on. How do you balance all of that? Yes, uh, oh, very, very difficult, I, complex. Through? Yes, yes, Traga, please. <laughs> Yeah, you, are, you want to talk this morning very much? You, no, no, no. <laughs> you want to no, no, you, you start with the complexity of, of the combination <laughs> of all these things. Uh, it is like, uh, uh, you know, at the very, very beginning, uh, like when Baxter came uh, to our, uh, to see our workshop and the coincidence there was like, uh, he thought we were in Berlin and he couldn't believe that uh, this kind of situation was just around the corner, actually, uh, you know, uh, mm. they are from Como. Mm. And so... That the, the like uh, legend is uh, was that he called and he said, "Ah, is it really so cool as it looked like in the picture in the magazine?" <laughs> and I said, "Okay, yes, it is even even better." Uh, and uh, so he said, "Okay, I'm going to come with Paula in uh, in one hour." Uh, can we do that? Mm. And it was Paola who? Paola Navone and Paola Navone. <laughs> 
Barcelona was my like uh, you know the 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 first uh, on the list that was inspiring <laughs> me on how she was treating and designing this uh, fluffy um so informal bohemian uh, uh, mm. uh, sofas and uh, installations she was always making she was really great uh, and uh, oh, so, so i said please give me two hours because we need to clean this <laughs> because actually our workshop was uh, uh, a place uh, where we were working, uh, like restoring, painting, uh, and you know, so it was just like uh, all around the, 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 the fabrics and, and the colors and stuff. And so when we had the appointment, we were just like cleaning everything <laughs> and just uh, putting our setup of, you know, uh, in the middle of the room uh, as it was in the picture, you know. So, <laughs> so I needed some time. So when uh, uh, after he came and he saw and they just like uh, it was just they, they it seemed that like they um, have never seen the, the things uh, uh, like that uh, and uh, so immediately wanted he, he had the intuition that it would go, go match very well with Baxter so we started our collaboration actually as accessories mm. to a main Baxter collection and it was kind of, uh, you know, it was just like uh, at the first uh, Salone uh, it was just amazing, it had incredible success, uh, something like, ah, it was so unique that a corporate, um, uh, you know, a company like Baxter uh, put in the collection this kind of uh, unique uh, pieces, so it was so, everybody was talking about it, and everybody of their, like, most, uh, how to say, enlightened uh customers uh, wanted to buy so we were just at that point put in the situation to say okay so how we're gonna repeat these things you mm -hmm. how can we <laughs> make these unique pieces you know because we had one or two or three but then they they wanted 20 or 30 or 50 mm -hmm. and so there we started uh, like trying to organize uh, what is like um, the the process uh, that uh, you know uh, we have to do and what is the process some other divided into the cycluses and uh, that's how we learn uh, the, the one how to structure our production and even more the year after year that we were just uh, how to say not out of fashion uh, as somebody uh, you know prospecting at the beginning paolo was asking oh but can you translate your sensibility sensitivity into you know not only making tables or this uh, deshabillé armchairs can you do some something on sofa can you make so you know it was just our spirit of um, accepting challenges mm. and also uh, figuring out uh, who can help us do uh, what we can envision because we can really envision we have the ideas 
but not we are not uh, we cannot do everything by ourselves you mm. know so at the, the beginning so we had to take designers we had to, uh, to have to do a lot of sourcing of artisans and Aurel was really great at that uh, and so we just like uh, laughing come si dice ridendo scherzando laughing and joking <laughs> so we were structuring a kind of um, uh, not only a studio, but a kind of bottega, you would call a mm. workshop. And uh, um, so, you know, our artistic approach was uh, that, that like uh, Baxter customers recognize as a very, very plus additional value. And for us, uh, it was very uh, important because we were messy and very much artist uh, 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 to a little bit uh, kind of understand the, the 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 outside you know how how the how the world is functioning to understand all these things not only that how the market works but also how actually the furnitures are made mm. you know all the process we were really really very curious and uh, you know uh, a pas a passionate no enthusiastic about like uh, learning uh, from upholsters from uh, wood uh, carpenters uh, you know very very curious about that mm. and with our artistic approach we could then translate in something like uh, you know uh, not uh, a little bit out of the box so actually uh, for us uh, uh, this dividing in two, in being designers, and then again uh, in 2019 uh, reappropriate, uh, you know, wholly with our artistic expression and launching our Transparency Matters collection and, and brand uh, is just naturally coexisting and nourishing one another. Interesting. And what would you add to that, Aurel? Raga is speaking so much, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that. Um, well, you, you, your question is how do we actually uh, make it work, function in the combination of being artist and having a company and doing so many different things? Because doing the transparency and working for Baxter are already two important groups mm -hmm. and well um, it's it's very easy to describe but um, i don't want to get into too much how do you say um uh, lamento no uh, because mm. uh, complaining mm. uh, which is my speciality i'm very good <laughs> at complaining but it's this is really sometimes um, it, it, we are exchanging the role sometimes Draga is just too much overloaded by too many responsibilities and I'm so often too much distracted by too many problems um, where I work because we work in two different locations oh, so it's okay. actually very much interfering because we have a lot of responsibilities which are absorbing a lot of the creative 
processes you know mm. sometimes it's okay if you're very angry and uh, you're very <laughs> stressed and things and then i can do even good things after eight uh, in the in the evening or when everybody's going away i have my good moments sometimes <laughs> i do it before i when i have my sleepless nights I start at six before they come. So it's sometimes to have two hours in silence is very helpful and um, restoring. Mm. So it's actually very, it's pretty demanding task to combine all these things. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. Well, that might be all that we have time for, although I feel like I could sit and talk to you for hours on end because there's so many other questions, but... Um, unfortunately, we don't have the time. So I just want to say thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and, you know, getting these little stories um, and anecdotes about your career. We, you know, we're big fans of what you do and we're really looking forward to seeing what's next. Okay. Uh, thank uh, you so much uh -huh. as well. So what's next? Do you want to know what's, sure. what's next? If you're allowed to tell us, we'd love to hear. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, uh, um, yes, uh, I mean, uh, yes, are we allowed or not? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, we just uh, talked to Nina Nilufar yesterday and she's very happy with uh, like, you know, the, 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 the window display that uh, we did uh, this, um, uh, this um, uh, for salon, this design week. Mm. And she said, okay, we definitely, we go, we, we're, we're gonna do uh, um, a pad together. Uh, mm. And she wants to take this bonbon applique to, to pad, and we are very happy to that, that mm. uh, they can travel and be shown. And also we are experimenting, uh, you know, with some uh, new materials that are always transparent and colorful. And uh, with Todd Merrill Gallery, we are just making a brand new uh collection in exclusive exclusively for him and is going to be presented in uh, salon in new york and also in uh, design miami and then cross fingers because uh, it's uh, everything is just uh, on the stage of uh, uh, really uh, prototyping so we hope we 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 will uh, see the end uh, uh, you know in um, that everything will turn up uh, turn out uh, good as we uh, imagine it mm. and then for the next salone we have really some plans big plans with uh, nina nilufar uh, but probably we are not still allowed to okay uh, to to because you know it has yeah. to uh, it is a very early stage but yeah. if, if we manage it's going to to be very unusual and very very good but still it is enough i think it's yeah, um, that's a lot. what's going on <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot and that sounds very exciting that's uh yeah we'll we will wait with anticipation thank you for that okay okay <laughs> well thank you both so much it's been yeah a pleasure talking to you yes okay. thank you thank you, very thank much. you so much too